Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Who doesn't love shopping at Target? Did you know the all-new Target Circle is the free and easy way to get the most deals at Target? And when you pay with your Target Circle card, you can save an extra 5% your way every day. But wait, there's more. Now you've got a new way to save with Target Circle 360. With unlimited same-day delivery, Target Circle 360 is the fastest way to get your order to your door or someone else's. Right now, sign up for Target Circle 360 for just $49 for your first year of membership. That's $50 off the regular price. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. For 5% discount, restrictions apply. See program rules in-store or at Target.com slash Circle Card. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I am all in. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Listen, uh, this episode was unbelievably funny. Uh, wait a minute. Tara! Hi. How you doing? Where you been? I'm good. Well, I was sick one week, and then, oh, I, no. then it was 4th of July, so right. I'm back. Well, welcome back. You have been missed. Thanks. Thank you. Missed you guys. So, so we're going to talk about this. Take us away. I mean, you, you're going to do your... Uh, you got you to gotta come back and just give us the big intro. You got to give us the whole deal. 
Well, yeah. I'll have my moment. This is Danielle's moment. Oh, God. Oh, Danielle's doing it. <laughs> but should we give Tara another moment since I took over her pop culture moment last time? No. Tara, no, you don't no, no sure, sure, sure. <laughs> All right. I'm just going for it because I want to get into this episode. So this is season three, episode 14, Swan Song, original date, February 11th, 2003. In the synopsis, Emily wants to meet Jess and invites him to a Friday night dinner. He reluctantly agrees, but shows up with a black eye and Rory questions how it happened. But Jess only tells Luke the real story. <laughs> Lorelai goes to New York with Alex, Suki and Jackson and starts to wonder if leaving Rory at home by herself with Jess is a good idea. Dun, dun, dun. Plus, Lane and Dave's relationship cover is almost blown by Lorelai and Mrs. Kim. Oh, so good. It's the whole episode. So- Good. Jam so, so good. So damn funny. I have one bone to pick with this episode, but I will I will reserve that till we get there. I do too, actually. I do too. <gasps> I wonder if I'm it's wa- the same I wonder thing. if it's the same bone. Hmm? Does it start with an Emily? Uh it does not. Oh, we have two bones to pick. <laughs> I have <Two> zero. <laughs> zero. I mean it, it, you know, it, kind of, it kind of flows from Emily, but but I, I don't know that it really has much to do with Emily. Should we say um, our bones or should we wait till we get to them? You decide, Scott. I think let's let's put the bones on the shelf for now. Okay. Okay. And let's okay. let's let let's look. We got all these racehorses in the starting gate. Let's <laughs> let's let them run. <laughs> so, all right. I mean, let's start with the Friday night dinner with uh, Emily is so pissed about Graham. And they say, Grand needs a fella. Grand needs a fella. Emily just wants Grand not to be on her back. That's why she wants to try to find Grand a guy. Yeah. Is that what it was? She was, she was she's going to find a boyfriend for her? Well, it did have one of the funniest lines in the episode when Lorelai no. says, Richard didn't want a new daddy, huh? Because basically, <laughs> I think they talk about how Grand was seeing someone. There was a time. Uh-huh. And then... Emily really uh, wants her to find a dude because she's driving Emily batty. I also love how she was just like talking to herself. <laughs> like everyone's just like, all right, great. Well, cool. and <laughs> she obviously knew about Dean. Oh yeah. But pushes Rory so that Rory tells her about Jess. So that was kind of typical Emily, but this is not my bone. This is not my bone to pick with Emily. Comes later. No, no, no. Uh, it was a good long opening. It's a Dan Palladino written episode. Yeah, you so, can you know, tell. So you know you're going to get the great setup and you're going to get the great jokes. And it's, uh, you know, I love Dan. He never gets too heavy. He waits. He waits for the right moment. Yeah, you know and that's he's so, so good at that. That's, that's a so Dan funny you say that. Signature, right? Scott, I bet if you watch hmm. the episodes, never looked at the credits. But watch the episodes. You would be able to pick out the episodes he wrote. Yeah, you know I'm what starting, I mean? even this many years later. Yeah, I'm starting to be able to distinguish. Yeah, he's got a he's got a style. It's it's a unique style. I I I love I love his episodes. I mean, I, I love all of them, but he, I can tell when he's written in episodes. I don't need to look at the credits. Um, yeah, there is a sort of tone vibe that they have, and they they are typically funnier. Uh, I believe they are yeah i was in a terrible mood today i mean uh, just so busy with the show i'm doing and and we're you know things are just kind of chaotic because covid and it's just 
it's it's really difficult sometimes even though this is a great production we're having a great time we're doing some great stuff it's all great right yeah. but then covid hits and it's all of a sudden somebody goes down and, and then another person goes down and it's just yeah. like it's chaos and the schedule gets blown up and it's all the stuff so i just I was by you know by the time it rolled around to just watch the episodes, mm -hmm. I was exhausted from it all. Yeah, man, uh, and uh, and I sat down watched the episode, and man, it made me feel so much better. It I just literally me, it gave I, me energy. I mean, I, I, think I was just I was laughing my face off. I it literally that makes me like get um, like tears because I think you just summed up. Yep. The magic of the show That's and why people watch it and watch it and it changes their mood or it, yeah. it gives them something they enjoy at night. Like, I really think you nailed it. That's why mm -hmm. we all mm -hmm. love this and watch yeah. it. I mean, people watch it all the way through and just start it again. And I get it. I'm, I'm going to watch this one again, too, just for the chuckles. Because <laughs> <laughs> the performances are so good. Right? <sighs> All right. So, how do you want to do this? You want you want to do chronological? You want you want to rock? Yeah, let's keep going chronologically. The Friday night dinner scene—it's really interesting. Like, it just was the open and stood out to me. Even just how really with Emily saying you abruptly stopped mentioning him eleven dinners ago. Eleven like, dinners 11. ago. <laughs> Who's counting? Right. Emily Gilmore right. is counting. Right. My I right. think my favorite—I'll just say my favorite line now because it's in this scene when she yeah. was like, "Oh, do you have the same friends as Dean?" Or it was like something along the lines of like, "Oh, because what if I invite Dean to a wedding that he's, <laughs> you know?" It's like, uh, I mean, that ever happened? Uh, I have three lines from this opening scene when she says, "Nice, it'll be nice." It'll be a nice night. It will be. And then Lorelai, not so nice for the lamb. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just wasn't that. it great? What, what wasn't it great how Emily just set up Rory yeah. and made it inevitable uh, that she mm -hmm. Jess was coming to the dinner, Friday night dinner. She says, Oh, well, well then in that case, we'll plan something when Richard's here, we'll get the minister, we'll get the pastor, <laughs> I'll get some of my cousins, we'll get some of the ladies from the DAR. And then they can all meet him. She goes, you know what? I think he can come Friday night. <laughs> Just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Great opening. Uh, and then, uh, yes, the lamb joke was good. That landed well. <laughs> that, then, then, then what are we getting into? So then we go back to Lorelai and Rory's and they're at the table in the kitchen. Right. I think this was maybe where Lorelai had her sticky note. Yeah. Can I make one comment about that? Because oh, when I was watching that scene there's one person i thought of and that one person is in this podcast right now <laughs> who is it amy sugarman <laughs> amy does the same thing lorelei does with the post-its <laughs> in her planner and i could not stop laughing <laughs> i'm like that's so amy there's no greater compliment you could give me than to say i'm anything like lorelei i love her <laughs> And I want to be here. Like, I literally wrote, gosh, her low-rise pants were also my favorite. Did you guys know she was wearing the low-rise pants? And I'm like, God, I love her. Yeah, that scene That scene was filled with dialogue and filled with detail. Yeah. Uh, I had to watch it a couple of times because I had no idea what they were talking about. So. I know. At first, I was like, what are they doing? What are I they doing? What are talking about? It's also, it was like too fast. I was like, wait, you know. <laughs> I agree. I was like... What's happening? And the only way I knew, like, oh, we're right after dinner is because they were still in the same outfits. Otherwise, I was like, wait, is this tomorrow? Uh, is this today? Right. Okay, um, so then we go to Rory and Jess on a bench talking about the book, which nice. I thought that was a great, great nice scene. moment. 
Yeah. Nice moment to see them bonding over that. And you see a whole different side of Jess. Yeah. Uh, very appealing. Uh, you know, they're talking about the beatniks and there's a book yeah. Roy's reading. And, uh, but then I love the fact that she didn't give it to him and he called her a book tease. You're a book totally. Tease. <laughs> and it's, they're very physically affectionate in a very yeah. subtle way. He puts yeah. his arm around her. It's really subtle. I don't know if they did it or if a director told them to, but it's so nuanced, but it, you really see like, they're really together. They're really dating in real life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nobody had to tell them to do that. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> well, then we get Miss Patty who grabs, you know, Rory in and Dean's there. And this was just typical Gilmore cuckoo-ness with Miss Patty doing her one woman show and dragging the town into evaluate it um yeah she got the they, they got to snipe at elaine stretch a little bit it's, it's like that but without the bitterness yeah <laughs> and then kirk is the director it's just like that was what funny. is happening that, in here that was funny making so, all the obvious choices and we kind of knew oh jess is going to be irritated by this oh yeah which you, you would think that like Rory would just go tell him like she made totally. that mistake once. Why does it just totally. be like, hey, guess what happened today? Miss Patty pulled me in, sat next to Dean. Just want to let you know. You know right. what? I didn't think I had a bone to pick with this episode up until now. And that's the bone to pick. I need Rory to stop doing that. I just yeah. need her to just tell her significant other what's going on. That's it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, she, at night, just she be like, hey, what didn't happened? even think about it, though, because it's like she basically got kidnapped in there. I don't know, but I get where you guys are coming from. It's yeah, like, but she for she's sure a, knew. She's a, she's a kid. Come yeah. on. It's a little she's, bit of like three's company a, for me with the one. It's a misunderstanding, you know, where I'm like, oh, come on, give her a break. She's 16. You know, yeah. she's, she's, yeah. she's she's accountable for the most part. But in this area of her life, this is new for her. So she's not an expert at this. And I think you've got to especially give kids credit or give them the benefit of the doubt or give them a break, you know, for God's sake. And in that sake. wacky she's, town, she's she, like... She's what? 16. She doesn't want to report into everybody just because she bumps into somebody. I mean, how exhausting a, right. a partner I, I is that to it's demand like, that. Everybody chill out. But yeah. Jess, Jess gets out, in, a, in a kerfuffle over Dean. I was going to say, if it was anyone else, I don't think Jess would care. It's the fact that it's Dean. Specifically, yeah. but it's a small town. They all, yeah. you know, she's going to run into Dean. I mean, get, you know, yeah. But again, it's it's unrealistic to expect him as what is he eighteen in this, seventeen in this? Yeah, for him to be a, like a grown up guy. And I mean, look, guys in their thirties and forties can't handle that stuff, <laughs> right? They, what, what, <laughs> but I saw you with him. What are you doing? <laughs> also, you know, how God, quick? How quick did they put it in the paper? Like, oh my Rory God, it was like flyers around town within two seconds. I did think that was hilarious though when they're like, you know, Rory Gilmore says this is the five star show. Like, it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So then, okay, Juicy, we're back at Rory and Lorelai's and Rory's like either watching TV or studying. We hear this weird noise and then, oh no, she opens the door to her mom and Alex kissing. It was like, <laughs> oh God. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, did that bother you or were you like, I'm cool. I like this dude. I'm t- I like the guy. I think he's, you know, I don't blame her. Right. I think he's a cool dude. 
why, why, now, now I get it. You know, now it's like, okay, yeah, that's, that's why. Yeah, the he's, he? he's like a very likable guy. I, you know, I don't think I'm spilling secrets. This is like weirdly his last episode, but we don't oh, really yeah. get any closure with them. And they seem to be, I mean, I'm sure they, there's an explanation. I can't totally remember, but yeah, because he was working all the time and he wasn't available for the show. <laughs> right, he was getting <laughs> twilight, but they're so likable. Maybe I guess the writers felt like it ran its course. I don't know. No, he wasn't available. He was working on other stuff. Well, I know he was doing 24 around the same time because he's such a jerk on that show. But what year was Twilight? Um, Twilight was like 2009. A little bit, a little bit later. Yeah. No yeah. more. But also, but, I can't think of anything worse than opening a door and seeing your mom kissing someone. That's 2008. Oh, so Twilight was way later. Okay. Pardon me. He might have been uh, filming Twilight 2008. I mean, what year is it? No, we're only in like 2000. No, we're in 2003. Right. Um, he hasn't even gotten the job. That movie yet. didn't have that much of a budget. Ignore. He did a bunch of other work before Twilight. He was a working guy. He's a busy guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, weirdly, I'm binging Gilmore and 24, and he's right on season two of 24. Wait. So back on this, I guess everyone had married parents because I don't know what it would be like to see that. That would make I, me I don't gag. Either. Ew, even if it was yeah. my parents, like I love it. <laughs> That's true. But like I feel like if it was your parents that were together, you usually I don't know. Uh, Have you ever seen your parents? No. Like, I've seen them make kiss out? like like that. But yeah, not yeah. like not make out. Gross. Ew. I can't even think about no. it. Yeah, you know. You? No. <laughs> Have you, Tara? No, no, no. Wait, Scott. Do you uh, this is a personal question, but do you and your wife like make out and your kids ever? No. <laughs> Scott's thinking we, about it. We, we, try, we try to contain ourselves, but sometimes we, uh, you know, he, he's seen it. You know, he's seen it. He always said something. He says, oh, gross. What yeah, yeah, that? yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I did think it was funny because this is where they say, oh, we need a signal. And then I think we get a call back to that when. Lorelai catches them at Luke's yeah. in Luke's apartment. Mm. What kind of signal do they like? Uh, like, what I do you want to do? Like, like, throw some flares a, and like, well, hey, don't come so outside. You don't know about you know, like, So, so listen here. I have more than one bone to pick with this episode. Here, okay. Here's my first bone. Ready? Okay. Here's bone number one. Uh, we, I may have jumped the gun here. Are we too soon? But Lorelai you goes know. into Luke's and then she goes up and she catches those two, right? Are we too soon for this? No, you, that, can, that you can do it. We'll do it. We'll so, do it now. So, so, yeah. And Luke sits there and lists her freaking wardrobe. That, oh, that like, was, that was so telling. Was that, that was over the top. What was that? I got what the point was that he knows her. But I mean, so how, well. is, how is he sitting there like, you know, when no. you have a blue sweater, you got to put in, you got the properly. It was all, all of a sudden he, he's an expert on her, her closet. I agree. That was <laughs> not. The heck was that? Wait, no, I disagree. This was I mean, as a first timer, this is this was my like kind of OK there. He really does like her. I knew that already, but he's no. definitely he pays attention and he is like no. very. No. Okay, so so maybe maybe I didn't act it right. Maybe I needed to make a different acting choice. No, to make it, no. 
because I just listed it. You know, maybe no a better way, acting Scott, choice. What? You, look, I think you acted it fine. And I get what they were doing. Like the writers were saying, like, we're showing how well he knows her. But it was so right. out of character for Luke. That was not Luke. This wasn't even my bone, but I'm going to go with it. Mm. Luke would not. He might have thrown out one or two. You always look great. Wear your black sweater. But like 50 things, knowing her closet, like he was like a some kind of stylist. Like, no. <laughs> yes, he becomes he becomes a stylist. He did. It was so weird. It was. Yeah, I was like, what am I watching? Man? Oh, what is that? That was, I agree that's a bone to pick and I'm interested and I'm sure they will tell us but everyone listening if they thought that was absurd because I was like I roll emoji he no yeah. yeah and also Luke is way too cool for that he's good no yeah that's that's bone number one <laughs> that's the first bone I don't think I would love to hear how you could have acted it different because it was like just kind of no. Okay, so would ha- I would ha- have had to have sl- slowed it down and been more uncomfortable revealing it. Mm. A ch- oh. more, li- li- little sort of stumble on everything. And, you know, but I, I, I don't remember trying to do that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure if I tried to do that and it was working well, um, they may have let it in, but they may not have let it in because it wasn't going fast enough. And, and, mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, totally. It's very interesting yeah, to hear if there would have been a way to pull that off where it wasn't. To me, it was so lame. But Danielle, you liked it. I kind of not that I liked it, but it was like a moment for me to be like, oh, he's like really into her. Uh-huh. You know, I knew that already, but it was more just more icing on top of the cake. Right. I, I get that. Or maybe a line from her that acknowledges that, oh, you've suddenly become an expert on my wardrobe. So, no, he's mm-hmm. like, seeing you come in here, you know, cover, to be able to recover from it, you know, acknowledge that it was awkward and then recover from it. But I, they didn't have that. It was just kind of strange for me. So, so I agree. The <clears throat> only scene we skipped, I think that the scene before that was where they're all at ba- the, the, the bands in the kitchen. And this is where oh, Lorelai makes her mistake. Oh God. <laughs> and that says, was I'm surprised all you have to play as love songs. <laughs> that was that was the funniest. That was the funniest moment of the the series so far. Oh, the guys, she kind of like, oh, covered yeah. it up. Yeah, she was like, "You take the V and the E from Dave's name and the right, L right, from right, 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 You just right. have to find that the speaks. O, and it's love." That's, They're like, "Yeah, she, makes sense." And then she booked right the hell out of there. I mean, she was so uncomfortable. It was so funny, and I'm telling you that that type of uh, that type of skill to do it that quickly mm-hmm. yet stumble over it at the same yeah. time to yeah. create the sense of that she's really caught she's she's got to catch up and she's got to cover up this mistake she made by revealing this relationship was just artistry at its finest it's craft at its finest and i replayed that scene five times before <laughs> i went on because it was just, i was busting out laughing she is so good at that that's that's where her her comedy supremacy displays yeah. itself. I mean, it's just, there's not a lot of people that can do that. I you did know, write a it. note that if anybody can tell me what's on Lorelai's shirt, I'd love to know that too. And I tried so hard to tell. So maybe an eagle-eyed uh, fan can help me because I thought her her shirt was cool, but I was like, what's on there? But anyway, yeah. So great that was scene. a great scene. 
great scene. God, that was funny. <laughs> God, that I, think, was funny. I think we actually have a picture of it on our rundown. <gasps> Are you serious? Yeah. Tara, if you can oh. let me share my screen. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Oh, my God. 90% positive this is the same shirt. Okay. Because I, it's somebody, but I don't know who it is. I think I even wrote a note in that scene, Scott, and I think it's what you're talking about. It's like where she says, guys, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. How do we even have this? Oh, you know what's so funny? Mm-hmm. I didn't notice the shirt, but I noticed the Juicy Couture jacket. <laughs> what is this shirt? Well, yo, what, what is, shirt? is that okay. shirt? What is that? Who I is don't that? know. What's can we say? put it up on the Instagram so people can help us? Because doesn't it look like it says 16S yeah. San Francisco SF, maybe San Francisco 554. Five, five, and then there, who is that woman? And then I can't read. I can't uh, read it. Is that a T? And yeah. does that say queen? What does that say? Help. Oh, that might say queen. What does that say? <laughs> I think this is cracker. Cracker? Yeah. <laughs> No, that's an C-R- L in the middle. C R A C K E R. I thought that was an no, L. No, you guys do you see my Jennifer see- Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> that's Jennifer Firecracker. This is Fire Firecracker. Firecracker. Good eye, oh. good eye, Danielle. Who is that? Yeah, woman? y'all were making fun fire. Of that says Jennifer Cracker. What are you talking about? I already feel like I need glasses, and now I'm like, I have glasses on, and I can't. I'm reading Jennifer Cracker. It's this lady, somebody, one of one of our um, somebody's gonna sleuths is gonna figure out who this lady is. Yeah, it looks like Liz Taylor meets Lorelai. It looks like Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, who's <laughs> like a little squattier. And a little I love local. if anyone's making a shirt with Mary Elizabeth Master. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is rather glorious. How did you have that picture like that so fast? It was in our um, in our rundown. And um, why was it in the rundown? Because we do Gilmore's fashion, and oh. one of our producers picked that. <laughs> I so, did too. Crack team. <laughs> which is so funny that you noticed the shirt because the whole time I was like I didn't think Lorelai would own a juicy couture like velour jacket that's what I she's do. wearing I she do too that's so up her alley really with her low rider pants she wouldn't wear that's a full true. Paris Hilton juicy couture sweatsuit I bet true true but the, she's gonna put that jacket with those you like, guys are going off on the fashion <laughs> talk I'm gonna <laughs> gonna take a nap go ahead <laughs> okay so we get now. No, talk about it. I, I, no, I'm not saying. We'll go back to the fashion. We'll, we we want to keep you entertained. I'm just going to move into a more comfortable. Place so we go place. now to Lorelai going upstairs <sighs> to get the book that Luke has recommended to her. And womp, womp, whoa. Oh, man. <laughs> that is some teenage making out. Let me tell yep. you. <laughs> <laughs> right. On the couch. Just awkward city. Yeah. Well, you know. Then I did oh. love Luke, who already's like, I got this, girl. Every like, 10 minutes. I've got, I go up there every 10 minutes. I collect up the stuff. <laughs> I put it in the box. And then I start it all. <laughs> and Lorelai yeah, goes, just, uh, yeah, it, it took me about 10 minutes to make Rory. And that includes changing after. <laughs> and Luke just panic. Straight <laughs> panic. That yeah. was hilarious. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> That was so good. good. Luke had a couple of laugh out loud things. Yeah, that was the first. That whole thing was amazing. 
Yeah, that was a good scene. And I know we'll talk about it in pop culture, but the Jen Ben reference. Oh, that's still (laughs) relevant. (laughs) So good. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So I love Luke's line. They come up for air every so often. Uh (laughs) Oh, good. I go up there every 10 minutes. (laughs) You know what I thought was crazy? She paid. So I noticed Lorelai. I don't remember what she ordered. But she paid at the diner and I really rarely see them pay. I always assumed he sort of comps everything. No. <laughs> He's so broke. <laughs> That's like no. His he number one customer. Kidding me? I don't know. No <laughs> They're there like four times a day. Exactly. <laughs> and they better give big tips for all the crap they give them. Right. <laughs> And they take two bites and walk away. Seriously, right. fake bites, the fake eating. Eat one pea. <laughs> Throw bite. it around. <laughs> Where okay, the hell so- are, you? are you? Are you like in the drawing room of a mansion somewhere? Like Me? Amy, yeah. So first of all, I look absolutely horrendous because the lighting in here is so bad. So I'm just dreading anything that's on the Instagram. But I'm in Tahoe but I'm in my bedroom. And so I made the bed oh, oh. and I'm it sitting. Looks like, okay. <laughs> I All have right. my leopard pillows. You got your animal prints going on there. I yeah. But oh. You can pretend I'm in the, I'm in like a fan. I'm at the Gilmore's. I'm at Richard and Emily's in their manor. <laughs> so, okay. We go back to Rory and Lorelai's and Lorelai's packing. And I thought that was sort of interesting because she had no issues packing because Alex and Lorelai had it all planned. So she knew every outfit. Mm-hmm. She's going to wear her stretchy jeans with the bunny ranch t-shirt. Speaking of fashion. I, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I, 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 that's in, that, okay. So that scene for me really, really pointed out and illustrated, you know, I want people to know, and I'm sure they do, but I just want to point it out. I want to highlight that scene because, you know, that's a high degree of difficulty. That's a ton of dialogue. Yeah. That Lauren has to spit out. And she's with such ease and doing all those actions and folding the clothes and changing her clothes and all that stuff. She's got to repeat all that stuff uh, for a couple of hours. Mm. You know, that's that scene is like they do a master shot and then they move in a little closer and they move in a little closer and then they move in a little closer. And then they do one side, they do the next side. So that's a couple of hours to do that. And she's got to do it over and over and over. She's got to remember every thing, every little movement she made on what particular word that <sighs> movement was made. I mean, it is, it is, it can make you go crazy. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, do know you, why? Just you know why? Thinks- but uh, I'll tell you why, because there's a script supervisor who has the most thankless job on the set because the script supervisor sits there and she makes markings or he, it's usually a, a woman, but sometimes the guy, uh, guys just can't handle it. Guys melt down. They, they need, they need, you know, intelligent, dedicated women to be there and mark down, uh, you know, her hand touched the blouse yeah. on the corner over here on this oh line. And then if she's doing a close up and it's an emotional scene and she doesn't do it on the take, they can't use the take. Honestly, that sounds like the worst job ever. It's the worst job because actors, when they see this, we call them scripty. So when we're there and we think we've really nailed something, then Scripty comes from Video Village and they're, they're heading toward us, yeah. we're going, oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> Scripty is always the bearer of bad news. Scripty never shows up saying, man, you really he nailed, nailed it. it. 
just wanted to tell you that. That never happens. No, no. They say, listen, like if you've been there for 12, 14 hours and you've got a long scene and scripted keeps showing up, that can just wear you down. You got to lift the cup up on this line and then you have to be over here when you were a little. And then, oh, and there's a couple other things, Scott. On the next page, you know, you, you started walking on this line. You walked a little too soon. And then you put down the cup on the wrong table. And, you know, we got to get this. And so you just keep shooting and shooting and shoot. And then Scripty doesn't show up anymore. And you're like, please don't show up, Scripty. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Because, even, like, you even think this is so the greatest nice. job ever, meaning even being an actor. You're like, oh, my God, that just looks so fun. Then when I learn about uh, it, I'm like, it seems awful. Uh, <laughs> It's, well, it's hard work. It's definitely hard work. You know, you're there and it's got it's exacting work because the editors will scream at oh. Amy and Dan that this, you know, the script supervisor isn't doing her job. I can't cut this thing together. Get somebody in there that knows how to do the job. Ooh. Right? Right. Well, it's just so specific and tedious. It's tedious. Yes. It's exacting work so you become very good at economizing your movements right yeah 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 okay so that you don't so that's how you keep scripty away right (laughs) (laughs) if you get in there if you do a whole to do you know you're doing the dance of the seven veils and thinking you're being brilliant (laughs) and then you've got to remember all that stuff and you're like right how can you do that God, yeah. I would hate that job. Everyone would hate you. Question I have. So like we're talking about that line. They came up for air every so often and how right. hilarious it is. How do you make something hilarious when you've said it 37 times? Yeah, right? You don't. <laughs> <laughs> you do. If it's, if it's a 37th time, you're about 35 takes beyond when you were funny. Like, you know why I like this show? Because what? we just do it once. <laughs> We don't have to match anything. Like if it's bad, we're like, well, just cut it. It was bad. Like, let's just <laughs> keep going. It's like, that's why I love live because you're just like, oops, I screwed up. Oh, well, like you can't even remember what you did yesterday. You're like, well, right. I, don't oh my think, God. I don't think I could do what you do. Sure you could. No. Yes, you could. No, if, okay. You could, because if you loved it, and you really studied it and you really love to do it, then you do the, you know, the, the, all the little things that it takes to do it. Well, just like any other job, if you love the job, you're going to do all the little things. Uh, you're going to learn all those little things and, and do them as, as best you can because you love to do it and you want to continue to do it. But yesterday, listen, yesterday we were shooting something. Yeah. It was a gonna... big, emo- big emotional scene. And then boy, Scripty was visiting me. No. Oh man. Oh, yeah, so that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, so yeah. Was Gilmore Girls, <laughs> is Scripty always on every show? Like was Gilmore oh, yes. Girls Oh, that's continuity is everything. That's your continuity person. So they have to nail people for wardrobe. They have to nail people for movements. Everything. Everything. It's and is this hard, the case? That's on the a hardest sh- job on the set. Is this the case when show, because I don't totally get what the difference is, but there's multi-camera and single is it called single camera no no, no. multi-camera is a sitcom that's filmed before live audiences so four cameras going and do you have time. to does ha- scripty is that easier because scripty because you're doing it just like once you still have a scripty to remind you but you don't have to do it 
I mean, they'll move the cameras around a little bit, but if they've got four angles and a couple of close ups at the same time, then you know, on a four camera, four camera sitcom, which Seinfeld, yeah, yeah, that's right, multi camera sitcom, four camera sitcom, uh, Will and Grace, that kind of thing. Those are four cameras. You, you don't want to do a single camera sitcom because, uh, I mean, take the work, yeah, do it, but those are tough because it's just like being on a one hour. A, using a single camera means that you just have to repeat everything over and over and over and over again. And Sometimes what's Gilmore Girls? Cameras. What's Gilmore Girls? That was considered a single camera. Well, you know, it's a drama. So sometimes they set up two cameras. Sometimes they set up one camera and a steady cam where the guy's walking around. Right, right, right. Right. Sometimes they just have a steady cam on a walk and talk shot. Like all those walk and talk shots, that's a steady cam. Or they put the big uh, A camera on a dolly, the really long train track called a dolly track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of b- back it up. Um, but, you know, it's a lot of steady cam work on Gilmore. So is and- a sitcom easier? Oh, God, yeah. So that's kind of like. You, it's like a play. You go in, you do it. They catch it. You rehearse. You, you rehearse uh, Monday through Friday, nine to five, just like a regular job. And then, but Friday you go in a little later. And you film on Friday night. You're there until midnight, one o'clock on Friday night, film taping in front of the live audience, and it's fun. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. In my best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So on Gilmore Girls, is the rehearsal on the same day as you shoot? Yeah. So you come out of your trailer. You, uh, they're ready for rehearsal. You go and you block it out. And then uh, they invite the, the crew on to watch what you've blocked out. Okay. So they can figure out how to shoot it and light it. Okay. So then you then you go away back to your trailer while those guys light it. They set up the lighting, and that's uh, it. Took a while on Gilmore with some DPs, because um, you know the, it had a very specific look. Lighting, you know, good lighting takes a long time. To yeah. Do. So we're in the trailer waiting, waiting, waiting. It's all right. They're ready. We're ready to shoot. So you go in, and then you. You, you, you show a camera, you do a rehearsal for the numbers for camera so they can do the camera moves without you having to say the dialogue because you don't want to blow it out before you need to. Um, and that's like the feeling of getting in the starting gate as a racehorse and like, you know, the tension building up and it's, you know, here we go. We're going to do the first take. And it's like, here we go. Here the adrenaline's pumping and we just go, go, go. Yeah. Interesting. So it seems well, like I'm more cut out to be on like friends. I should have been on friends. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wait, so we didn't talk about the Rory Lorelai sort of sex talk with no words. Oh, what did you think you guys? I knew exactly what was coming. The second (laughs) she said it. All the way at the end. No, No. the one when they're in the couch and they're sort of, so not the one at the end, the one before where she was kind of talking about how she was a little nervous that, Rory's it was when, uh, be it was at when the they house. were packing and you right. know talking or whatever, but because she's uh, like, "Oh, don't you want to just stay at Grandma's? Like, why is Jess going to drop you off? You know, kind of like I don't want you here. I'm not going to be here. Yeah, right, right. And she's kind of like, "Don't worry about it until hmm. the end." Okay, so then we get to Friday night dinner. I guess it was Friday night without Lorelai, yeah. and Rory's there, and Jess is late, uh, and. Uh, Emily doesn't have was a cell being, phone. Doesn't have a cell phone. Emily's being cool. She's like, the 84 was jammed. So it could be that. Maybe stuck in traffic. You see how um you see how the tolerant Emily was because she likes Rory so yeah. much. Uh, right. That she was willing to tolerate Jess behaving in this that is way. my bone to pick with the episode. What? So but I thought, listen, uh, uh, I I thought. You know, I think I think Kelly was wonderful in that scene. Totally. Um, but and I couldn't even let on that she was bothered by Jess. That's how good she was covering it. Totally. For, to save face for Rory. 
Right. I think she felt. I think I did not even get an inkling that that Emily was horrified. Same. Um, That's why I was so pissed when she yelled at Lorelai. No, (laughs) no, no. That was a huge payoff. It was a great scene. So mad. It was greatness. Hey, man, your bone is my meat. You know what I mean? Oh, that didn't come out right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I get it. it. It was like for one second, for one right. second, you were like, maybe Emily is still going to be cool to Lorelai. Yeah. And then you're like, nope, it's nope. good old Emily. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. Oh, I loved it. Oh, I loved God. It. I thought I thought Lorelai deserved both barrels and she got them. Because em- Emily's right. How do you let that guy into into oh. her life? But but the thing that Emily doesn't understand is is the complexities of life in a small town with the with the middle classes, right? The middle class of America. It's different. It's they don't have those kinds of. It's like it's not like a caste system anymore. For God's sake, you know. It's like people accept people at that level. And life is better at that level. And their people are real at that level. And we vetted Jess. I've had my talks with Jeff. Mm-hmm. Jess, respect me. And Emily mm-hmm. still doesn't respect her. It's just like, it, it. all it takes is, I mean, a kid shows up. He's kind of short with everybody. He's got a black eye. And, uh, you know, it, it, it just all went downhill. I Look, I did not like the scene. When those when those two talked in the study, uh, and he took off, I didn't think it was well acted. Um, oh, I I did think it was best performance ever by a portrait, though. I just thought again, it was a little threes company, the one with the misunderstanding. It's like. Right, right. God, just tell right. her you got pecked by a swan. I was dude. that's that was right. my issue. Like, why could even yeah. if you didn't want to say the swan thing, just make it up. I got hit in the in the face with a baseball or whatever, right. you know, whatever it was. Just make something up. He was right. so angry that like he had to be there. Just suck it up for one hour. But like right. Right. maybe I'm missing something, but does anyone else not believe it was a, a swan? No, I think it was hundred percent the swan. Really? Definitely. I don't a million so. billion. Oh no, it was definitely the swan. That's yeah. the funny part of the whole thing. He did. Yeah. What, do you, what, Danielle, what do you what do you think it was? I, you think it was- I think it was maybe actually Dean, and they're both just <laughs> no fronting. No. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no one else. I totally was on the same page as Rory and thought it was Dean, and then that Dean was just being a schmuck in the grocery store, and that I know I'm going ahead, and that freaking Jess was like a football. Like that's I, why Luke and. Jess go back out in that rowboat and they see the swan. It was definitely the swan. And Luke couldn't have been more hilarious just making fun of Jess. (laughs) I still don't think it was real. I don't know why. I still think Jess is covering for something. No. What are you talking about? Suddenly Danielle's like, I'm watching CSI. No, you're just not buying. You're just not buying. No, you're no, Danielle, you're just not buying that that could ever possibly happen. Yeah, right. Right. like, right. like right. For, for real, because he tells absurd to believe. He tells Luke that thing on the robo. I totally remember that scene, but I was just kind of like, right. Right. Eh, that's a that's a cover. And then he goes on later and tells Rory something totally different 
it lies again and right, i'm so like you, i'm so confused like it, yeah. it couldn't have just been a swan <laughs> you know i think that's the funniest part but i agree with tara like why didn't he just say just say you're not gonna believe this but i got pecked by a swan and then because, have a nice because, dinner and enjoy the raisins and the salad because because he's uh it, it would be humiliating for him yeah he's yeah. too tough for that to right he's a tough right he's a tough guy that you know, that reads Jack Kerouac books, you know. I also agree with you, Scott. Yeah. Like, the fact that he left, that's really gnarly. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Like, really, dude? Yeah, I, I agree. You know what? I agree with you. That whole thing was a bit forced, uh, I, I thought. But, you know, it, look, it provided some pretty hilarious stuff. I yeah, mean, yeah. You know, Luke had some good moments in the boat because uh. of that situation was so absurd moments. and i really think it's it's apropos for the show because the show's a little bit absurd let's face it well so agree so let's talk about town totally so i'm gonna we'll jump around even though i still want to go back to new york with jackson and suki but how about the scene in station wagon with the band (laughs) (laughs) bumping into (laughs) mrs kim oh my god that was a good scene and she didn't want adam to be shocked (laughs) lane has a crush on you she's flighty sometimes (laughs) that was 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 so hello david like (laughs) so good and the two dudes in the band are like wait what's going on and then she's all don't speed don't speed so good that was actually i think of all the scenes that that's my favorite scene in a long time that was hysterical that was emily carota at her best totally. that, that's good. dan paladino at his best like that is just to- that's what i'm saying is like we, comedy oh God. think of how long we've been talking and we <laughs> there's a million scenes we haven't even talked about yet it's like this is so much and then they go back and and Lane thinks she's been made. Do you know what I mean? And but really, and, 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 then they're just like, "Oh, Dave, we're proud of you for liking Christian music. It's good, or you're Christian. That's fine." <laughs> and the two of them oh just God. don't get like it goes right over their heads. Holy! <laughs> oh, I mean, and, and, we like, even... and Adam Brody is so good at just playing befuddled like huh, what <laughs> so great i am Brody is genius. <laughs> we accept you as a christian musician you do <laughs> it's, so good. it's so good and then we haven't even talked about the scene where jess reveals to luke like he beaked me do you know what i mean like what's up what's up when, when he says he beaked me but the swan he beaked him he made like a new word oh god I mean, oh, I can't get over the station wagon. Moved on to the he beaked me, and like that whole thing was hilarious. Yeah, Luke had a good line. Take the baster. (laughs) (laughs) Or the ladle or something. No, don't take the ladles, brand new. Take the baster. (laughs) That's right. Oh my god, that's right. Right, right. There were so many good moments in this episode. God, I love this episode. Well, and then we have the scene. Okay, so we uh, haven't talked about Alex and Lorelai enough. So we're in New York. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, Luke was pretty rough with him. I mean, Luke got physical with Jess. Oh, yeah, wait. 
he See, did. this is what I like about Luke. He, it's like, all right, here we. That's old school. You grab somebody, you pull them into the yeah. back room. You, you oh, hold on yeah. to to leave. He grabbed onto him. Said, no, you stay there. And that's when I really like Luke. You know, I really because because it's right. like hey, that's right. You need a dad, and I'm going to be your dad. This he is what you need. Yeah. You're not getting away with this garbage with me. You know, and I'm going to get a little angry about it, and I'm going to. I'm going to be a little bit physical with you. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hit you. Right, but it's right. like, I'm dragging you back in there because I'm the boss. Having a little authority, right. Right, right. And That's then like Jess tells the truth. So Danielle, right. to your point, I think because Luke was being so father figure and firm, Luke's like, tell me what is going on. And Jess is like, you're not going to believe me, but I'll tell you, it was a swan and it beaked me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Because it's important to establish that you are not going to lie to me. Because if you get away with lying to me once, you're going to do it repeatedly. Right. So I'm, I'm laying it down here, man. I'm a brick wall. You're telling me the truth or you're out. And, and that's what he means. That's okay, what he so, means. So here's a question of the day, maybe mm. to everyone listening. Shouldn't Jess have just told Rory he got beaked instead of like it was a football? Like, what do you think? Because he was because so- they was it, first of all that that's how they set up the joke. They had to keep do- doing that, and uh, you know, playing that he's humiliated by it, so he doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, I think he's too embarrassed to tell Rory. Like he's still like he's, yeah. in, in yeah. her eyes, he's like this tough guy. He's trying right. to keep that image. So right. here's what I find so okay. <clears throat> first of all, we'll go back to New York, and there is that very cute scene with the four of them with. Alex, Lorelai, Suki, Jackson outside the theater acknowledging, okay, this play was so bad. But I love that they faked it. They're like, oh, maybe Alex liked it. (laughs) Right. And then Melissa McCarthy (laughs) is so hilarious. And then I think they talked about going to get food and it was just very, very cute scene. You know, we also see Lorelai in the hotel room. You want to talk about fashion a little bit? Yeah. I thought thought that hat she had on. The cashmere uh, hat. Sorry, it didn't work for me. Agree. Did, agree. I thought it made I thought it made her look kind of bizarre, actually. Uh, you know what? It had a big rose on it. Yeah, it was something. bad. I didn't like that hat either. That was I agree. bad. That was a really bad. bad. I mean, what you get a free bowl of soup with that hat? Right. I'm but, shocked you know, they put her in that bad hat. I'm, I, that's just that was that that was a yeah. I definitely thought, okay, because we don't see Alex in the hotel room, but we do see Lorelai. But I think we're to assume they obviously shared the hotel room. That's when she calls Rory to say, how was the night? And Rory says, I'm at grandma's and grandma was a saint, blah, blah, blah. And then that's when Emily just <laughs> lays in her down. The yeah. takedown. <laughs> totally justified. Well, no, not totally justified, but from her point of view, it was totally justified, I guess. But, you know, Lorelai just held the phone away. Like, eh, here we go again. Here right. The complexity of my relationship with my mother encapsulated in one image of me, of her ranting through a phone and me, like, just flipping through the <laughs> Exactly. That's, you literally just nailed it. She's like, uh-huh. Well, mm-hmm. well also, yeah. they they knew it wasn't going to be pretty. Like, in the beginning, they're like, oh, like, you know, when they, she said, oh, you should invite Jess over, they were both hesitant. Yeah. So they knew something yeah. was going to happen. Right. I think Lorelai right. was just, like, expected it. Right. So then I thought this was sort of interesting. So Alex brings Lorelai home. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You do? Sorry. Sorry to cut you off. But, no, please. But, go ahead. Tara, you, you think that 
that Lorelai was was being so kind and and respectful and appreciative of what, of what her mother uh, has. So you thought that she was just trying to soften the blow. She knew that Emily was going to blow up at her. No, no, she knew that Jess wasn't going to be who Emily wants at for but, So you think you right? Okay, so you think Lorelai was genuinely thanking her mother? Yeah. Yes. Mm. I mean, I yeah, did. I did. I did. I, I thought Lorelai was being oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before she went off on her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what made it so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Lorelai was like, I expected you to fully freak out in yeah. front of Rory, and you didn't. Right. So thank you. Right, right. 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 And I'll take the bullet. So it's, it's, it's Lorelai taking the bullet for her daughter again. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't think, look, I guess this is the whole point, Scott, what you're saying. And it makes sense. I just thought that was so unfair of Emily to blame Lorelai for this whole thing. And I guess you're saying, yeah, but it tracks. That's Emily. That's why they have this strained relationship. Yeah. Listen, I had three sisters, okay? Sometimes two of those sisters who were closer in age to me would bring home disasters. <laughs> <laughs> we would sit there and... My mother would, she wouldn't say much. <laughs> she just eat very fast. And, eat very uh, fast. She, would, she always ate very fast. And she was done in five minutes. It was amazing. Um, <laughs> she would hold her hands and just sort of stare at my sister and kind of smirk a little bit. You know, she wouldn't say much, but that meant, uh-oh, there's going to be a conversation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. <whoa, whoa. laughs> wow oh yeah there were some doozies there were some real doozies so i i i completely sympathize with uh with emily i do i do even though i think lorelei's a great mom and uh no question she's a a, an outstanding person a strong uh loving single mother uh doing a a fantastic job of raising her daughter i i I do So let it just into the life of your daughter, you know, your precious daughter. Boy, that's that's a tough one for a mother. That's a tough one for a mother to swallow. Right. I'm having some flash forwards, which I won't say too much, but I'm thinking about Emily and how she is, you know, so kind to Rory. Mm -hmm. And then I'm thinking about some later seasons when. (laughs) I can see Tara's face. Well, we'll just move on from that. So here's what I think is really interesting. So. Alex brings Lorelai home and Rory comes out and gets the suitcase, I think. And I, Lorelai touches Alex. You have to rewatch it. She sort of touches him in a very like affectionate, cute way. So I'm sort of shocked that this was Billy Burke's last appearance. I don't remember it that way. I mean, I know it because we read about it. So I don't know why they don't work, but he, I guess we'll he, find out. Because he, he got booked on other gigs and he wasn't available <laughs> for the fifth time. But I think it was just nice to see Lorelai like happy for a couple, you know, yeah. Not, yeah. not happy the whole, but for listen, a couple episodes. A, listen, a dude, a dude that cool and that good an actor is not going to be available for little. Hey, can you <laughs> right. come in for one episode? It's like offer me a goddamn contract and leave me alone. <laughs> You know, Jesus, with this little one here and one there crap. So you know, then, offer me a, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's we get what, now. That's because, what actors so, and actresses want. They give us the six-year deal. 
if we're going to muck around television, nobody wants to muck around television. Right. Or at least like Billy and I, old school guys, <laughs> you know, right. I'm a little older than him, but we didn't never wanted to muck around in television. We want to do films. Everybody <laughs> wants to do films. I feel like and that's then, totally know, changed now. Completely changed. Totally. In fact, nobody really wants to do film because you can't make any money in it. No, right, right. <laughs> no, you know, the only, like, it's like there's, you know, The Rock makes 50 million and then, you know, you get paid like a dollar 87 for that. So, <laughs> so there's, a, there's a huge disparity in film. You can, yeah, you can get paid in TV. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This leads us to sort of a very significant moment between Rory and Lorelai. So this is when she says, I'm not too busy to think about it. Whoa. So what did you guys think of that? Are we at the end now? We're at the end, yeah. Yeah, the big moment. That was a huge... uh, Boy, that was a, a real button on that episode. My God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, my was, notes just was, say, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was heavy. It was, it, see, that's the Dan Palladino trick, man. Yeah, he, 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 he really. He gets, you, he gets you laughing harder than you thought you could ever laugh. He's creating this wonder. He's, he's, he's refreshing. He's putting a new coat of paint on the Gilmore characters. Yeah. You know? And, uh. You know, when things were getting heavy and then he comes in and lightens everything up and puts a fresh coat of paint on everybody, gets you laughing and then boom, lowers oh, yeah. the boom. You know, Scott, big I, I, life I, moment. You know? Somebody would have to go back and do the research, but you're right. Every episode yeah. he writes has a boom, boom towards mm-hmm. the end. And you're like, yeah, but, what? but just but just think about the, the, the fear on Lorelai's face and her thoughts and all yeah. she didn't even have to verbalize anything. She's so good that you can just read her thoughts. Yeah. And the situation is, is screaming. So they didn't have to do much. And it's like, you know, how cute did, did Alexis look just eating her little food all innocently. And she was yeah. oblivious to, you know, what Lorelai was going through her mother. It's like, I'm going to lose my daughter is my, I'm, she's not going to be here much longer. She's going to start having sex and she might, she might get pregnant and screw up her life like I like Ugh. what happened to me. And is it so bad? No, I have a great kid, but Jesus, I wanted to go to Yale and I want to go yeah. to Harvard or whatever she does. So that moment was just so full. And so at, the, full. at the same time in that moment where you can totally tell Lorelai's having those thoughts, but she's also like, I have to remain calm. Yeah. Like, you know, like because I want to spiral. Right. Yeah. Cause she asked yep. Rory to tell her and Rory did. So yeah. you can't, Come she down on the kid back. when they're doing exactly uh-huh. what you asked. But it's yeah. like it's also innocence lost, and it's it's a huge thing for a mother and a father, right? I mean, it's like my baby—that's my little girl—and <sighs> now she's she's going to be entering a new phase of her life that, and I'm going to lose. She was going to lose control of her baby now, mm-hmm. like she'd done her job. It's like she was not that she was obsolete, but. It's a whole new phase of motherhood, right? It, it, right. Did I do right. enough? Is she prepared? And what's it, just the moment? That's what you call the Dan Palladino meatball. That is a spicy Seriously. meatball. That is a tasty, heavy, delicious meatball. But man, it just sits there on your plate staring at you, doesn't it? 
Wow. Yeah. One of my friends describes it as like watering her kids. Like she's watered them for years and years. And now right. can they like right. go on their own? Right. And it's just like, Oh God. No, she it's terrible. It's gotta given be her all the yep. info she needs to make the right decisions. Yep. Terrifying moment. Yep. <laughs> also in this scene, I think we've talked about eating so much in this show that I had to watch it twice because I was like, <laughs> They actually had to eat in this scene. Like there was nothing except Lorelai did mix her like chicken around a little longer than like usual. But she had to put like she had to put that chicken in her mouth. And I was just like, this podcast has made me think of the way people eat on shows. I had to watch it twice because I didn't pay attention the first time. I'm like, like, fixated on the stir. stir, Rory ate like one pea and then like (laughs) one pea. I know they often do that. One pea. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. Here's a question. Do you think they look forward to going to dinner there for the food? They like the food there or they eat a bunch of stuff before they go? Wait. Wait, wait yeah, I'm confused. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think, wait, you mean at Friday night dinner? I was Luke's? Where are we? Or you mean at work? <laughs> like the I was like, do they eat before? No, Friday night dinners. Do you think they eat before no, they I go to No, I think they love that food. I think that food I is they... fine dining. Yeah, it's like, fine I'm still food. thinking about the prime rib that I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to didn't figure out get. why they just stir their food so much when they're talking instead of eating. Right, right. right. It's because they don't want to have to match it. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> Because like I think they're, they're like, this looks good. You know, it's like, well, they usually like, get takeout. Friday night dinner is like the real deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Friday so night dinner guys- is the dinner that you make sure you eat a salad for lunch before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You guys have to rewatch Ocean's Eleven because I swear Brad Pitt <laughs> is eating in every scene. He must have eaten because if they had to match it and it's a freaking you know movie. Wh- no, no. Do you know why? He made that choice. I just read the article. Do you know why he made that choice? No, tell tell me. Because he was a guy who was busy. He was he was in constant motion. He was flying all over the place. He was in one place one minute, the next place the next minute. So he was always eating on the go. <laughs> that oh, was so a character. That was a character choice that was much discussed with director. That wasn't so just. They- so Scott, let me ask you this question. So if Brad Pitt, let's say he's got like a croissant. Let's just pretend it's a croissant. So he bites the croissant. Then do they take that away? And when they start the scene again, give him a new croissant? Because he can't have a bite out of the croissant, right? I shot, yes. I shot a scene the other day where uh, I'm eating uh, the last part of a, a muffin. Okay. So the, um, the prop guy kept coming up to me after every take and offering me another, you know, slice of muffin. <laughs> okay. Because you, the action, pop it in, chew it up, say the line. Oh, God. Did you have to eat like a lot of muffins? I ate a lot of muffins. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't mind because I, you know, I like to eat, you know, that's okay. <laughs> Anything that could get me compared to Brad Pitt, I'm Brad willing Pitt. to do. You know, <laughs> say, it. Hey, Brad does this. I'm going to do this. But it, no, it was called for in the script. Imagine so, your job is to keep track of the croissant that Brad Pitt's eating. Right, you're the is that scripty? <laughs> does scripty do that? Who no, does that's that? The prop, the prop guy. And does is the prop guy in cahoots with scripty? <laughs> <laughs> they have to be, right? They have to be buddies, right? It's like scripty's like, "Yo, I need a new <laughs> croissant, Muffin. croissant. Muffin over there." Muffin Let me tell you too. something. Our, our prop guy up here is so great. He's so great. You know what his name is? You know, you know what his name is? Pickles. Crappy? 
Ah, I said Proppy Pickles. His name is Pickles. So Pickles and Scripty, they do collaborate. <laughs> they do collaborate. I'll tell you the job I could never do, Scripty. No, no, no. never Scripty. No, it's too intense. I, I don't have the brain. My brain couldn't do that. It's too intense. And we try to see. I think we drove Scripty crazy the other yesterday because. <laughs> Are there multiple scripties? Uh, we're on our second. That's a good one. question. Yeah, oh, we're right? on Someone already quit. One scripties like I'm out. No, so. I mean, I mean multiple scripties in the sense of like, all right, yeah. scripty one, you keep track of of look. Scripty two, you yeah, keep track of one. No, 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 no. No, it's one. Keep track. Of oh everybody. my god. We That's went hard. through so many script supervisors on Gilmore. It was like it was almost like there was a, a new script supervisor every every week. day. Yeah, I we, literally we can think of out. myself going, Danielle, can you do that? Because I can't do it. <laughs> I, I can do job. it for one person. That's what I'm saying. I could I could do it for one person, but I can't. Uh, no, there's so many people in my scene. Be like, oh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Listen, I have, a, I have a great story. I have a great story. Ready? This is this is how bad it was for Scripty the other day. She's new. Okay. She's new. It's her third day or second day. Oh, so. No. We're out there. The scene changed. You know, we got it in rehearsal. The scene changed. It's rewritten. The whole thing. There was a delay. The whole thing. Uh, and um, so it, 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 it. I, I was pacing a lot in the scene. It was a big scene. I was frustrated in the scene. So I was kicking gravel and I was pacing back and forth. And and so and so, Scripty had no idea. She thought that we were doing the scene that was written when she didn't know it was rewritten. Oh, she get no. the page. So she was, go- she'd come up to, she goes, what are you guys saying? It's not, even- it's like this told it's just, you guys, you're not doing the scene. I said, no, 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 it got rewritten. She goes, oh, I didn't get the page. So she goes, all right, well, uh, we'll get you the, the, the pages afterwards. Right. She goes, but I, what? I can't. She, she said, back a little bit. So uh, the pages kind of came in. We didn't really need it because it's like a page and a half scene. So we knew what we were going to say. And how oh, we were say, no, when we were say it. person. But and then I and so I was trying to fly her in a couple couple of pages when they came in from uh, one of the trailers where they have a printer and 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 she goes, oh no, I, I'm I'm no, I don't need them now. I'm just sort of tracking your movements. And she had these lines. She was drawing lines you. on a blank piece of paper, like this is where Scott's walking on this. Oh one, my god! And this is where Scott's walking on the next one. Oh. <laughs> What a My terrible God. job. How could, how could she and possibly she do so, that for multiple people at one time? Oh no, I don't understand. She was, she's so good at her job, but she didn't have she didn't have the she didn't have the pages in front of her, so she couldn't do her job. So she was kind of she was a little nervous. And I don't blame her. Oh my um, god. But I was just like, let, let's just shoot this and we'll get you the words afterwards. Oh my god. <laughs> she's like, but I don't know. I can't I can't I can't do this. So you made it harder on her. Oh, it's I poor woman. Poor woman. Yeah, that's but we job. shot a great scene. We shot a great scene. So I think what she's gonna have to do is she's gonna go have to take the dialogue off the dailies. <laughs> oh, it sounds so bad. <laughs> so much work. Oh my god. A lot of work. A lot of work. Oh, oh my. We oh, bow man. down to you, Scripty. That's what I have to say. I know, we bow same. down. Yeah. Sounds so bad. Scripty and Pickles. We United. see you. We hear you. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. So oh. I think I've said my favorite lines. I mean, I had a thousand in this one. <clears throat> nice will be nice. And a nice night it will be. Not so nice for the lamb. I mean, right from the start. <sighs> what are y'all? What are y'all's favorites? I like the 
the Dave Lane equals love. But (laughs) my second one is uh, from Emily to Lorelai. And she goes, how can you let your daughter be with that abominable thug? (laughs) Like, oh, God, Emily. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh I also like uh, the one from uh, Mrs. Kim where she said, who are all these unwashed boys? <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Kim, I'm going to clap it out oh, for you. Yeah. 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 What yeah, an episode. Yeah. My favorite was Mrs. Kim uh, uh, telling Dave uh, uh, that she didn't want him to be shocked. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she was telling that Lane liked him a little bit. Oh, Has God. a crush on you. I don't. I want to tell you because I don't want you to be shocked. Just... <laughs> For me, honorable mention goes to the 98 degrees poster that's still on the wall at grandma's. <laughs> and then that portrait with Rory just reading the book. Just, <laughs> oh, God. That portrait stays around for a please while. Please get a screenshot of that for the Instagram. Oh, God. What a great episode. It was a good one. Oh, my God. You know, so we'll wrap this up so I can go watch the episode again. Enough talking about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, next I need week? What's next now? week? I need that. What's yeah? What's next week? What's it's going on next? Episode week? fifteen, face off. Ooh, I can't wait face to see off. what it is because to oh, me that man. just Nick Cage and John Travolta. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. face, right, face off another... screams Jess and Dean. I think so too. I think so too. Yeah, another uh, Dan Pelladino masterpiece. Um, you know, everywhere watch it. Tell us what you think because because we love this episode. Yeah, God, yeah. We, I laugh so hard. I mean, this was just like, uh, th- there were at least 10 belly laughs out of this one. At least like big 10, 10, you know, you know, uh, movies, feature films, comedy films make $20 million per laugh. Yeah. Right. Big laughs. This yeah. could have made, this was, this was a, what, this is a $200 million comedy film. I totally agree. And you're getting it for free on a small screen. It's only taken an hour. That's how good that episode was. I agree. Um, Hi, right, everybody. Thanks for downloading Best Friends on the Planet. And uh, we will see you next time for Danielle. Face Off. Face for Off. Face Off. Yep. Face Off. Hi, right, everybody. Love you. Bye, guys. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, ScottyP.com. Grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories... 
They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich friend, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.